Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to Carbon Removal Newsroom. I'm Ross Kenyon. I am the lead strategist at the Nori Carbon Removal Marketplace. Today I have with me at long last, it's been too long, Tito Jankowski. Hey, Tito. Hey, hey. Hey, um, yeah, I'll eat you so many things with air miners, with impossible labs, with negative. Um, you're just in the thick of all things carbon removal, uh, consumer products made out of captured carbon, uh, leadership in the air miners online community. You're just plugged into carbon removal. That's right. There's a lot of, a lot of good work that needs to happen. And uh, I'm really, really excited to be working with so many great people, uh, including from the, from the air miners community. We just had an event today on uh, the life cycle assessment uh, in partnership with the University of Michigan. So gosh, there's just so much, so much opportunity out there for, uh, for people working and pulling uh, carbon from the air. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, um, there is news, a uh, very large uh, amount of money, well, large in terms of carbon removal, which those numbers are oftentimes smaller than they are in other fields. But the Office of Fossil Energy and the Department of Energy issued a uh, fair number of projects that they are financially supporting to some extent recently. So maybe if you could give us a nice sense of what is going on, uh, maybe beyond what I've said, if you uh, care to, and then we could just walk through some of these projects and let people know uh, what the DOE is funding. Great, yeah, so this, uh, this came through uh, recently that uh, there, there's these grants available that uh, have been, they basically launched the program uh, back in March, um, and then now they've, they've, the, the Department of Energy has selected the, the uh, startups and uh, research endeavors to fund. Uh, and this, this specific round of funding was, um, there was kind of point source capture, and then there was also money that was specifically for uh, direct air capture, and that, uh, that definitely caught, caught my attention. Um, this is all under the heading of the DOE's Carbon Utilization Program. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's, there's other, you know, other activities that are happening as part of that program. Back in June, they invested $17 million into the uh, other, other carbon utilization projects. Um, so this is all, you know, gears are turning in terms of getting R&D and business and innovation booted up around uh, capturing carbon dioxide, uh, either from, from point source or from, um, from directly from the air. Yeah, it's curious to see, to see this and um, good that some of these early stage projects are getting support and attention. I imagine it's a busy, exciting week for all of them. Um, but yeah, maybe, okay, if you want to follow along with us, which might be easier for you, I imagine hearing uh, a gigantic list of companies and projects uh, might be overwhelming. The link is in the show notes for the FOA 2187 and 2188 project selections. So why don't we just start at the top, Tito, and we can work through them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's see, so we're, so we're looking at the top of FOA 2187, and we've got... Um, how they had this organized. So we've got uh, this Acreller Middle. A lot of these things where you, you read the name a long time and you never say it out loud. Arcelor Middle. Arcelor, I like that. 
I don't know. No, if you work there, you'll have to reach out and let us know how we butchered it. That's right. Um, so, you know, with, with this big section of projects, it's nine projects. Um, these are all really under the, the, uh, the heading of uh, pulling carbon dioxide from uh, real like industrial point source uh, kind of projects. So, for example, this, this first one is a carbon capture system uh, grabbing 50 to 70 percent of emissions from a blast furnace. Um, and that's kind of a theme here. Like a lot of these are, um, you know, pulling from, uh, from industrial, uh, industrial processes. You know, a lot of this also reminds me of the, of the Carbon X Prize in the sense that, you know, uh, their, their initial Carbon X Prize is focused on uh, pulling carbon dioxide from industrial sources. So this is, you know, totally, uh, totally in, in line with that in the sense of how do you pull 70% of the carbon dioxide emissions from, um, from blast furnace gas. Yeah, this is for steel. So it says it will also help develop carbon reduction technologies for use in the steel sector. So that will be interesting to track. Yeah, especially there was that uh, there was that report out um, around the kind of the growth of the steel industry as carbon capture and direct air capture uh, take off. I think it was some. The, what was the report? It was like uh, the, the the global consumption of steel would would like triple or something if if in order to meet the the goals of uh, you know direct air capturing a, a certain amount of carbon dioxide. Yeah, I saw that. So clearly for the LCA, well, you did the thing on it today. So that's clearly not going to fly. <laughs> we just triple steel production and steel still emitting uh, such large amounts. So sounds like they have their work cut out for them. Yeah, exactly. And the, the next one is uh, the CO2MENT Colorado project, the LHCO2MENT. Uh, and that's another uh, industrial area where uh, there's a lot of carbon dioxide emission. I believe it's 8% of, of global carbon dioxide emissions every year come from, uh, come from cement uh, and building materials. And so uh, this company uh, down in Valencia, um, they're working on a, on a process to improve, uh, to improve that. It sounds to me kind of along the lines of some other projects that you've probably heard of in the sense that they're removing carbon dioxide from, um, from flue gas. Um, but you know, they've submitted an application. There's some some details. There's some different technology that they're obviously uh, uh, looking into, um, and they're you know they're looking at two million tons of carbon dioxide per year um, for this for this system. Yeah, they're called Electricore. That's cool. So so far we have steel, and we have um, cement and concrete generally. And maybe we should say here too that the DOE portion of the funding is for close to, if not exactly, a million and a half US dollars plus some other non DOE funding too, which I'm curious what exactly that might be. But so a lot of these projects are ending up, at least from what we're seeing, in total close to two million. Oh, some of them are, are much, much bigger than that though. But okay, I guess we should probably tell people how much they're looking at funding wise. Uh, that sounds good. How about this next one? Technology and Research Inc. Oh, yeah. Oh, Membrane Technology and Research Inc. My mistake. Yeah, so, you know, similar to the, uh, this idea of, of pulling carbon dioxide from blast furnace gas, this one is focused on uh, coal power plants. Um, so they're, you know, they're developing some new technology for, uh, for coal power plants. I believe this is what you would call like clean coal. Is that, I never really knew what clean coal was, but, but I imagine that's something, something along those lines. Um, so that's, uh, they, they got a, about a million and a half dollars to, 
to develop that, that technology. And they're in Newark, so they're like, they're like close by. Um, and again, that was, a, that was a theme with a lot of this, was I was really surprised to see a lot of these new names and new companies popping up. You know, we have a lot of stuff in the Air Myers Index, but, um, you know, these, these three so far, um, I mean, those, those definitely were not on, uh, on my radar. And this company is over in Newark, which is just over the, over the bridge from where I'm at, at in San Mateo. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very interesting to see these clusters. Yeah, well, this one, next one's out of Danbury, Connecticut called Praxair. Um, so Praxair, they're a familiar I've heard of they're, they're huge, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're a huge one. So what this is, they're doing an initial engineering design study um, uh, for a carbon dioxide uh, capture system in uh, Louisiana. So again, this is interesting, you know, Praxair, uh, uh, to me, they're, they're known as a, a gas supplier. So if you want to buy tanks of carbon dioxide gas, if you're a uh, a brewery or a greenhouse. You I would think I've seen them for welding supplies too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, like stuff that comes in bottles um, or stuff that comes in tanks. Uh, and so they're looking at how to, uh, uh, yeah, they capture carbon dioxide from this uh, steam methane reforming hydrogen plant. Uh, so they're, you know, looking at how to, how to grab carbon dioxide gas, presumably to, to bottle it and sell it. Um, as part of this, uh, this process. Cool, that, that makes sense. And so all the ones named so far are all ending up uh, in total close to $2 million um, per project, but we're entering a new subtopic. And this is primarily focused on ethanol plants. So let's dive into this next one here coming out of North Dakota. Yeah, and, and this is the first one that's coming up as, a, as an R&D effort, um, which I think is, is really cool, you know, um, in partnership with the, with the university. I think that's really important uh, to see more, more of that pipeline. Technologies don't magically appear out of thin air. They're either, they're either built in, in garages and uh, bedrooms, uh, but a lot of it and so much of it, in, in the, especially the, uh, the air mining field is, you know, it's building on years, if not decades, of, uh, of university-funded research. So um, this project is processing 200,000 tons of carbon dioxide per year, um, built on top of this, uh, this ethanol facility. And that's the theme for the next, uh, next couple companies, is they're, um, uh, they're all pulling carbon dioxide uh, from ethanol plants. Yeah, this next one's from Chevron, and it's the biggest uh, monetary leap we've seen so far with a total of more than 16 million US dollars. So, yeah, you've heard about um, you know, oil majors being involved in carbon capture. Here is an example. Yeah, 13 million bucks. Um, so, Savante comes up a lot uh, in, in this, as you're reading through this brief. Um, so they most recently came up on my radar because they launched a partnership with Climeworks a few months ago. Um, but here they're working with Chevron um, to uh, design, construct, commission a, a plant. Um, so again, they're, they're trying to use this new Savante technology uh, post-combustion. So um, I'm not sure what the specific, uh, that, how that technology works, but it um, sounds like in, in this case, they're applying it to uh, to an ethanol plant. Hmm. Yeah, and this next one as well, close to $17 million in total. 
Um, and this is from Ion Clean Energy Inc. out of Boulder. Yeah, 10, so first $13 million and they're, uh, they're gonna operate an engineering scale system to capture 10 tons of carbon dioxide per day. So if you calculate the cost per ton of carbon dioxide on that one, um, definitely a, uh, an outlier there. Um, and again, a, a, a new name uh, to me, Boulder, Colorado, uh, for me hasn't come up on a, um, come up a lot in terms of capturing carbon from the air, but uh, yeah, that's what's, that's what's happening up there. Might have to take a trip to Boulder to see what's, uh, to what's going on. Cause it, with the combined funding, it's $16 million. So that's, uh, yeah, it's pretty substantial. Yeah, I'd be curious to know as well. Not a ton of information here, but that's okay because we have a lot to get through. We're not going to be uh, a very, very long episode, but I'm sure many of these will deserve uh, a future investigation. But with that, looks like we have another subtopic. Um, what's going on in this section here? This is uh, this is carbon capture testing on coal flue gas. Um, and so what that means is, what the, it's just a, let's see. This is funny to you, Tito? This isn't a serious topic. Yeah, what is this? I mean, it's just, it's like a word salad of all these different carbon capture testing things. It's funny because this is like, I mean, you know, this is $5 billion going into this project. I'm like, okay, which is this? Electric Power Research Institute in Palo Alto. Like doesn't, also doesn't ring a bell. I'm like, gosh, is this, is this like something else that, uh, is is new or have they been around a while? Um, I recognize, so this is in partnership. They're going to be testing this uh, uh, this process at the National Carbon Capture Center, uh, which I am familiar with, which is a, a great resource for uh, up and coming companies that um, are wanting to develop or test out. Uh, but there are a couple of these different uh, test facilities and that's actually part of the um, DOE's umbrella is a sense is, is creating um, access to these type of testing sites. Um, so I'm not sure how the application process worked for this, but uh, maybe as part, of the, as part of the grant, they were able to say, hey, you know, you could, you could come and test it at the National Carbon Capture Center. Well, that's cool. And then also a similar thing, it's like it's happening uh, with the Gas Technology Institute uh, from Des Plaines, Illinois. Yeah, and that one looks like is at the Wyoming Integrated Test Center. Um, and those, that's another another big grant here of more than $16 million, including both DOE and non-DOE funding. Yeah, really. So I, I definitely, I'm more grounded in the direct air capture stuff. I mean, at least for me, that's that's easier to understand because so much of it are, I mean, it's these, you know, 800 to two and a half million dollar grants, whereas a lot of these projects are, um, I mean, you know, up to up to $13 million for one of these projects. Um, those are Those are much bigger operations. Yeah, it's interesting to, to know because I also I recognize some of the names in this entire list, but there's much that is happening that I do not feel as well plugged into despite being well positioned to know, to sort of have like a Sauron's eye view of the entire yes. sector. And so uh, on the one hand, that can be a little frightening. You're like, oh, there's stuff happening. This is a news program. I don't fully know all the implications and players. On the other hand, I'm really glad because I don't want it to just be like the number of people who can fit inside of a bar. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This industry has is, is very, you know, very recently and quickly grown beyond what any one brain can, can hang on to. Um, and so I think that's, what's nice about, you know, reading through this with you and, and kind of giving, giving a flip on it, I think is because it's, 
you know, it's, it's kind of, it can, it can feel like pressure. I know in the air miners event, sometimes we get people asking lots of questions, but sometimes people are kind of quiet and it's like, you know, it can be intimidating to just say, oh yeah, I've, I've never heard of this one. Um, but like, I'm curious about it. Does it, does it relate to something else I know? Um, you know, I think I said this already, but this, this uh, DOE funding and program, I didn't hear about this when it originally launched um, in the sense of, you know, they're asking for applications and stuff did not come up on my radar until, uh, until now. And they've, when they've granted these, um, granted this funding. Uh, so this next chunk is uh, $22 million overall that went into uh, direct air capture. Uh, and so, you know, compared to the, the previous, uh, some of the previous projects that were $13 million, um, you know, that's only maybe two of those, two of those projects. But to me, this is, you know, this is more meaningful for, for direct air capture in particular, um, just because, so, you know, so many of these projects for a million dollars, you're able to make a lot of early progress on, uh, on R&D and testing out an idea. It's not enough to really build out uh, necessarily a, a, a production plant or something that you can, you know, really pull all the numbers from. Um, but this is, you know, definitely moves, uh, moves things forward in terms of designing, uh, developing and, and planning. Yeah, uh, well, that makes sense. And, uh, well, if, I guess if you're tracking direct air capture much more closely than some of these other, uh, subfields, whatever you want to call them, um, this next section is for direct air capture. So let's, uh, dive into there. Are you into FOA 2188? That's right. And the first one up is Electricore, which actually came up on that uh, on the on the previous list yeah. uh, under a different um, a different process. So in this, so so basically, they've, it sounds like they've received two uh, two grants from the DOE. Uh, and this one, they're they're building out a, a thirty kilogram a day direct air capture system, combining Climeworks's process and Svante's process. Um, I'm curious, there was a, a, a press release a, a couple months ago where Climeworks and Svante were working together. I'm wondering if Electricore was kind of a, uh, maybe a, a joint venture or something that, that emerged from that. Um, or maybe it's, maybe it's something, something different where they've licensed technology from Climeworks and Svante independently. But um, yeah, they got two and a half million dollars to build that out um, along, let me see, what was the first amount that they got? Um, yes, yeah, so they also got a half a million and a half dollars for um, up above that uh, LH CO2 met Colorado project that we mentioned earlier that was also using Svante technology. Um, so clearly there's something something on with uh, Electricore and, and Svante. Mm. Yeah, I need to look further into that too. It's definitely caught my eye. Then here you have GE Research out of New York. Um, what are they up to? Another sorbent based uh, DAC project. Yeah, this one's pretty thin on details. Um, I mean, it's got a it's, it's got an overall description that's integrating a uh, metal organic framework uh, and a sorbent binder slurry coating to capture and release atmospheric carbon dioxide. Um, I'm fairly sure GE Research is the GE, uh, which means you know they've gotten uh, eight hundred thousand dollars to um, from from DOE to uh, to research this uh, this new uh, sorbent system. Uh, so that sounds that sounds good to me. Hmm. And another sorbent um, project below that is the Georgia Tech Research Corporation. And it looks like they're also also working with sorbents. That's cool. Yeah, another one that you know they get um, another eight hundred thousand dollar grant. Um, this is great. I mean, to me, in the sense that like uh, to date, there's there's a handful of director capture companies, and if you look specifically in the United States, it's a it's a small handful. 
Uh, and this, you know, there's, there's uh, I, think, I think it's 10 companies here, uh, 18, 18 projects that are, um, you know, getting, getting a serious boost in terms of developing director capture systems. So I think this is the type of thing that, um, uh, you know, today we can look at $22 million and say, gosh, that doesn't, you know, that, that seems like a lot for the, for the industry. Um, but I think this is just really carving out the path that's like, yeah, well, next year it's going to be two times that or 10 times that. Um, and then the year after that, it's going to be more than that. So um, these are these are big numbers for now, but you know, I think a year from now these will be uh, kind of table stakes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be will be fun to track that. Well, okay, this next one though, we we certainly know and that's Global Thermostat uh, or here Global Thermostat Operations LLC out of New York City. Um, so yeah, they got well close to three and a half million dollars all in, and um, yeah, what's What's been going on with them? I guess I, have, I haven't um, kept up nearly as well as I probably should. Yeah, uh, I, this, uh, this description is pretty thin on details. Um, it sounds like they're refining their process uh, and, and their equipment to, uh, to build out their direct air capture uh, system. This grant did, you know, it's two and a half million dollars. So it's uh, about triple the, the other grants. I'm not clear on, on what the difference is there. It seems like there's kind of two tiers in these, in these grants. Some are $800,000 and uh, others are uh, two and a half. But it sounds like in that sense, Global Thermostat qualified for uh, obviously something that's a bit later stage than um, the, the first three projects that we talked about here that seem really, um, or rather the GE research and the, the Georgia Tech uh, project, which both both seemed pretty uh, scientific and and very research in, in nature. I think that the uh, these two and a half million dollar grants, like Global Thermostat, got are more for uh, for development and, and refining a process. Mm, okay, this next one caught my eye. Uh, close to a million for Harvard. They have. I'm sure people listening know about the moisture swing. Uh, set of tech for direct air capture, but this is an alkalinity swing based on pH. Are you familiar with this? This is the first I've heard about this. This is pretty, pretty neat sounding. Yeah, I was asking around on air miners about like, hey, who knows what's going on at Harvard with this uh, alkalinity swing? Uh, didn't come up, haven't figured out who's, who's doing it, but it's either going to be like some super familiar name. Um, and it's just like, oh yeah, they have somebody at the, you know, in their lab that's, that's working on this. Or maybe it's somebody new. Uh, this is definitely like in terms of the ones that I'm keeping my eye on. This one will be like, oh yeah, who's that at Harvard making it happen? Eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's very neat. Okay, and the next one sort of have a play on words here. In a sense, LLC. Um, cool. So they're working on on some sort of membrane DAC approach. Yeah, again, it's a company that I don't think I'm familiar with. It's so, you know, the, the name sounds like a little bit familiar, but um, yeah, again, $800,000 to develop a, uh, or, or rather to, to uh, test out uh, and develop a new uh, polymer membrane for direct air capture. Uh, this is, you know, one thing I've been curious about with, with direct air capture is kind of what's the, what's the potential for kind of existing innovation and technology and patents to be applied to direct air capture. Um, Certainly, there's an opportunity to, opportunity to invent new things, um, but I, I just think that the the challenge of director capture is something that there's there's probably a basket of technologies that are uh, that have been invented and have been created, but simply 
they weren't created for director capture. They weren't created even potentially even for uh, carbon capture. And I wonder if any of these are kind of fitting in there where it's like something that was developed for another application and it's being repurposed. And again, and nothing about this company in particular makes me think of that, but just in the sense of like, yeah, you know, I wonder what the, uh, uh, the origin of some of these technologies are. And in the case of like, in a sense, it's something that uh, spun out of uh, Caltech or, or UCLA or, or you know, uh, a company uh, or a, a university, or, or is it something they've invented um, themselves? But either way, you know, $800,000 to, to, to help develop it out. Yeah, I do like in reviewing all these options, the, the wideness of this too. It doesn't seem like DOE is interested um, in one particular approach, but it does seem quite broad. Even within DAC, there's yet yeah, <laughs> alkalinity swings and uh, membranes and sorbents. And it seems like they're trying to just get like a really diverse portfolio here. Yeah, and again, it's 18 companies that are, that are funded. I think that, um, you know, if you just came into Director Capture today and you read this press release and you went and got a very deep understanding of each of these companies, in my sense, you would be set, like you would be set for, uh, you know, what the current state of play in director capture is. Like you can just take this one press release, get to know it really thoroughly. Uh, and you would, you would potentially know more than pretty much anybody else that's, that's thinking about or working on director capture. Hmm. I think, I think that, uh, that may be the case. And this next one here, Inocepra LLC out of New Jersey. What are they working on, Tito? So this is kind of leading up to that uh, and saying they're optimizing previously identified transformational materials. Um, so this is a specific example where they're taking uh, existing materials uh, and they're working on testing them to see, yeah, how does this perform in, you know, under, under, uh, in, in a carbon capture system? Um, so I think that's a, that's a really promising uh, angle. So in this case, they're saying they're using computational tools uh, and lab scale testing. But I mean, I guess imagine you know taking this uh, this repository, this dictionary of of materials that that they're going to start with, and they're going to say, okay, let's let's throw this all at director capture uh, and see what sticks. Hmm. Okay. And here we have one um, IWVC LLC. And this is a combined water and CO2 DAC system. Are you familiar with the, the basics of how something like that works? No, it's a new, it's a new concept for me, combined water and, and DAC. Um, hmm. So it's, it's working to capture carbon dioxide and water from the air. Um, my connection to capturing water from the air comes from the, I think it's the Water X Prize. It's probably a fancier name than that. It's not uh, but Tatooine or what? What's that? Not from Tatooine, the moisture farm. That's right. Yes. So I'm most familiar with uh, water capture uh, through the through the X Prize. I think it's the X Prize, the Water X Prize. They probably have a better name than that. But uh, it was these one of the emergent projects was how to capture carbon or how to capture water uh, from thin air. I remember hearing about one of these water capture systems that was like at the end of a uh, really hard hike where they couldn't get a water fountain up there, but they said, hey, let's like install one of these water from air systems and then there'll be a water, uh, water fountain. Um, I'm not sure what the, what the benefit of grabbing onto water and carbon dioxide is, um, but hey, maybe it's something that hasn't been, um, that's, been that's been overlooked. 
Yeah, I'd be curious to, to learn more too. This next one here is from the Palo Alto Research Center. Um, what is going on in here? Another Sorbonne approach. Park, so that's Xerox Park. I got to visit them a couple months ago before this whole COVID thing broke out. Um, they're really cool. Like they have a lot of a lot of history in the in the computing world. So if you if you recall, like Xerox Park uh, was basically the uh, the originator of the modern graphical user interface, graphic user interface, um, and that's where you know Apple and and Microsoft kind of took their uh, quote unquote inspiration from. Um, I believe in Apple's case, they actually made licensed technology from um, from Xerox Park in order to, to create their uh, their operating system. Um, but yeah, now, you know, Palo Alto Research Center is doing, um, they're doing a lot of stuff on, on carbon capture, carbon removal, um, and other, uh, other things. There's a, there's a, um, cloud brightening project that's going on there. But in this case, um, they are creating a, a sorbent for, for director capture. Um, and again, this is a very like scientific, uh, scientific tech project. Um, so they're, they're working to, to pull carbon dioxide uh, out of the atmosphere using this, using this uh, solid sorbents. And they have, they have these metrics there that uh, aren't actually very meaningful to me, but um, oxidation resistance is seven times greater than the state-of-the-art uh, polyethylene, polyethylenamine. Um, so if that if those numbers mean anything to you, hit me up. I'd love to hear about how this uh, how this fits together. They've got uptake capacity, uptake rate, and oxidation resistance. Uh, potentially something that uh, I would I would rewatch Jennifer Wilcox's deep dive on director capture that was on the Airminers YouTube channel to see if uh, to see if these things connect. Yeah, her deep dives are very valuable. If you've not heard her on the Reversing Climate Change podcast or her presentation for air miners. They are well worth your time. Um, okay, so then this next one, uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute out of New York. I might have said that wrong. Uh, looks like another sorbent. So it looks like a lot of people feeling quite sorbent heavy as we're going through this. Yeah, this is over at RPI. Um, and so they are, uh, yeah, if you've got a new sorbent structure, then they're gonna they're gonna test it out, and it's gonna cost about eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's you know overall, I feel like this is uh, you know there's a, there's a theme here, which is developing or even testing one of these new sorbents or one of these new candidates is something that takes uh, about a million dollars to to start making progress on. Um, it's something that I've been challenged by looking you know looking through through Silicon Valley, looking through technology more broadly, and again, like so much of this stuff comes back to somebody either at university or a private research institute like um like Xerox Park uh or RPI um you know that's that's where a lot of this stuff has come from it's possible there's you know there's innovation that's going to come out of, out of garages and uh, and classrooms but so much of this stuff comes from um from universities institutes and, and private R&D uh R&D groups yeah it's it's pretty clear to see that there's a good mix of both public and private and uh, yeah, intriguing to see how research is actually funded and works and the diversity and also where they cluster too. Just wrapping your head around this document and seeing what has been funded is definitely a good way to wrap your head around the sector as a whole. At least these are the, this, this basket of solutions you could say. Okay, Tito, uh, RTI International. 
So this metal organic frameworks um, and phosphorus, dendrimers, yeah, I feel a little bit stupid reading some of these because I'm not a scientist or a technologist in this kind of way. What, what is happening in here? I mean, at a high level, it's the same, it's the same thing we've been talking about. They're developing these new novel materials. Um, metal organic frameworks are increasingly uh, kind of ex experimented or looked to as, uh, as a way to uh, pull carbon dioxide from, from ambient air. Um, I know uh, I'm blanking on their name at the moment, too many companies in my head. Um, but there's, there's some uh, definitely up and coming uh, direct air capture companies that are, uh, that are using uh, metal organic frameworks. Uh, and so this is another, you know, they're, they're working on developing another option. Uh, and it looks like they got funding to, to develop too. So doing metal organic frameworks and these uh, phosphorus dendrimers, which I'm not, uh, not familiar with that term. Okay. Then next we have the Southern States Energy Board. Oh, my Lord, there are a lot of these, by the way. Um, they're still- 18. <laughs> yeah, 18. <laughs> so there's a lot to go through. Um, Southern States Energy Board at the Peachtree Corners, Georgia. What is happening here? This project uh, I heard was a collaboration between a couple different organizations that came from um, Bob Wilson at Air Capture. Uh, he was talking on, uh, on air miners about uh, some of the some of the details behind this because uh, their company is uh, is in partnership with the Southern States Energy Board uh, on this project. So two and a half million dollars um, spread over uh, this this collaborative project. It's possible that a lot of these projects are uh, are, are bigger collaborations between between teams. But at least in this case, uh, hearing from Bob, it was cool to hear that. Okay, so there's a bunch of organizations coming together. Um, to shepherd along this two and a half million dollars towards uh, testing uh, testing materials. It wouldn't surprise me. I know many groups will team up on applications like this and try and collaborate and uh, certainly gets a lot more brain power on it and legitimacy with having uh, buy-in from so many different groups. So it wouldn't surprise me if that happened for a lot of these. Yeah, same with the next one. Um, SUNY in collaboration with uh, University of Buffalo and Trimeric Corporation. Um, they are you know, developing something called an inorganic nano cage uh, for, for temperature swing carbon capture. Um, there's a lot of terms in this one. Um, I don't mind it, it sounds, sounds cool. Uh, so this one is self-assembled inorganic nano cages for rapid temperature swing absorption using electricity-free solar heating and radiative cooling. Um, again, you know, for, for $800,000 going to a, uh, going to a science, uh, a science, uh, project, um, and getting, you know, getting data, getting this techno-economic, uh, analysis that they're planning. Um, that all sounds, that all sounds great to me. This is exactly the type of stuff that, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see this, uh, see this sooner, but it's, it's nice to see that, okay, DOE is funding so many projects like this where they're, um, you know they're they're taking a taking a stab at something that um, that's pretty promising uh, as a way to to improve direct air capture systems. Uh, and each one of these things could potentially turn into uh, the next Climeworks, or even you know multiple. I mean, it's, it's possible that one of these technologies ends up being licensed by a bunch of different companies. Um, so these eighteen projects could create you know eighteen more startups, or um, you know if you double it or triple it, you're talking about fifty uh, fifty companies that 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 may uh, come out of this. When currently the space is, you know, around uh, around ten, if you're if you're generous.
<laughs> yeah, it'd be great to see it expand some more. Well, okay, here we have another, uh, looks like a uh, corporation, uh, Sustion Inc. or Sustion Inc. I'm not familiar with them either. Are you? No, again, I am just fascinated with all these new names and new, uh, new companies that are, that are coming out because of this, because of this project. Yeah, it looks like it's another, another sorbent process here and using, integrating it with waste heat with some sort of other uh, manufacturing process. Yeah, this one catches my attention because they're doing 80 to 90 degrees centigrade for their deabsorption step. Um, and my understanding is that's much lower than uh, the normal, which is, which is great. Hmm. Yeah, um, all in funding there, close to a million. And then, okay, um, we have a bunch of universities coming up. So there's a, the remaining projects. This is alphabetical. So we're in, we're in the U's now, Tito, or very nearly. <laughs> What's that? Great. Yeah. The trustees of Columbia University in the city of New York. They are, what are they doing? Yeah, this is another one with a lot of terms in here that is quite technical. Yeah, same thing. They're, you know, they're, they're investigating their absorption kinetics. Uh, it's very like basic research stuff, which is so, so, so needed. This is the type of stuff that like, I mean, I can try it in the garage. Like there's certainly, you know, meaningful innovation that can come out of um, uh, from garages and, and, and bedrooms and kind of private small research labs. But in this case, this is, you know, Columbia University. This is where this type of research, uh, it should definitely be happening in our, you know, in our research institutions. And now it is. It definitely is. Yeah, it looks like the University of Akron in, in Ohio, they're also doing something in collaboration here with Aspen Aerogels Inc. So another type of swing process. Yeah, this one, you know, compared to some of the last ones is pretty thin on details. It's, uh, I'm not familiar with Aspen Aerogels, um, but it just says, you know, this could, this could uh, help alleviate the impact of carbon dioxide emissions. Um, I would be curious, you know, with, with the Stripe program, it makes me think of the Stripe program where they, they published all the applications. I really like that. Um, you know, they, they published all, everybody who applied to be a part of the Stripe carbon removal program, um, those applications were all published on GitHub. That'd be really, I'd be curious to see these applications uh, for these companies and even, even the ones that, that ultimately weren't accepted. Um, just to see, yeah, what, you know, what, um, what works, what doesn't, um, what's, what's getting traction and how could the, how could the, the companies that didn't get accepted, how could they uh, improve? Yeah, I wonder what that would be like, or if it would discourage anyone from applying. So Nori's pretty open source and we intellectually, ideologically, we're bought into the open source ethos and we don't mind people reading our application. And we, we do podcasts that will say, here are the things that we screwed up in the last six months or year. Here are the wrong turns that we made. And we, we're fine being humble and learning and learning in public in that kind of way. I don't think that is the dominant corporate model so do you think that would actually happen or would it turn some of these groups that applied off? With DOE, I imagine it, you know, they, they probably wouldn't, wouldn't get there, but um, you know, just some, some metrics in terms of, you know, how many companies applied, how much funding was requested, like what's the appetite for, uh, for funding here? Were there, were there hundreds of companies that applied? Um, because again, I'm, I'm surprised that they're, you know, of the companies that, um, that got this 18 companies, that's, you know, most of them weren't on my, weren't on my radar at all. It does make me wonder though, you know, some of the uh, more familiar names, obviously Global Thermostat was there, 
Um, and Climeworks came up through kind of this subsidiary or partnership thing. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, more familiar names. It's, it's again, it's possible that these are under just different names or something, but um, yeah, it, I, I doubt DOE would do something like that where they, you know, demand the applications be, be open and, and shared. But um, yeah, I just, I, I think that the, this came up during the, the LCA event this morning where it was like, it's, it's important to be transparent when things kind of suck because that way we all know like, yeah, like this stuff, this stuff needs to get a lot, lot, lot better. Um, and if we kind of brush it behind a curtain or under the rug um, and act like, oh yeah, it's really good. Um, I just, I think that the whole industry loses out. So the more, you know, the more transparent, the more open we can be about, uh, about where these technologies are at. I think this, this, the faster uh, we'll be able to identify winners and, and, uh, and test out uh, you know, new, new candidates. Yeah, may, maybe so. I can, it, uh, uh, how should I approach it? Uh, did you ever watch Deadwood? <laughs> no. Uh, well, anyway, so like the first season or two is they're all pioneers and they're, they're all sort of like small business people. And then as the seasons go on, the West is pretty much settled. And then the big like railroad companies and big like mining interests come to town. And it changes from being this sort of small proprietorship model to having really big players. And the players are powerful and push people around in new ways. Um, we're, I think we're definitely still in the early stages of the Deadwood model, I think you could say. That's right. Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot with, uh, with air miners is helping people that know of each other get to know each other. Because we have this, this short window of, of opportunity where everybody's pretty accessible. Uh, I think the, you know, the CEOs and the teams at, at every single director capture company are at least, you know, accessible through, through cold email. Um, I think five years from now, uh, if we leave that up to just kind of organic growth, I think it'll, you know, those people will be a lot less accessible and those, those lessons and, uh, and partnerships they can offer will be, will be less uh, accessible. So now is a, now is a very unique time to, to help get people connected together as a, as a, as a function to, to increase uh, the plant's ability, uh, humanity's ability to pull carbon dioxide uh, from, uh, from ambient air. Yeah, that's, that's really the goal. I should clarify too, I know that Deadwood example is framed and the show itself is framed in a sort of anti-big, anti-corporate kind of way. But I do think uh, that sort of knee-jerk interpretation of events um, is probably not the whole story. And we do need buy-in from very large companies to move this needle very quickly. So it's a tough line to, to walk, but I, I love the model of air miners too. That's a, that's a great way to center it where it is very collaborative and open and we're all sort of peers, even if, even if on paper it might look like we are competitors, uh, that is really not what we're trying to do. At least I hope that's the case, Tito. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've just seen over and over that, uh, uh, you know, in my work, there's just been so much around, uh, you know, it's easy to think that secrecy is kind of this magic, this magic bullet that if it's, if it's secret, then you'll, you know, you'll be able to, to do your thing or succeed at it. But, oh my gosh, especially being in Silicon Valley, I've just seen the, sure, there, there are, are uh, potentially costs to, uh, um, to openness, but I think that overall it's the, um, it's the winning strategy and you see that from uh from small you know hacker groups or people working on new projects all the way to somebody like tesla who's you know open sourcing their uh, uh their patent portfolio around battery technology like that's 
it's, it's, it's the way to, to create uh, great things. Yeah, I love that. You see it in, in the space too, you know, Project Vesta is very much committed to the open source ethos as well. And I really respect that and like that about them. Okay, I think we're getting a little far afield, which is my fault, Tito. I'm sorry, I'm gonna steer us back on here. Uh, University of Delaware, they have uh, an another one that uh, hurts my brain a little bit. I need you to teach me. All of this seems new to me. Uh, electrochemically driven CO2 separator using uh, ionomers. Um, so they're doing uh, continuous carbon dioxide uh, separation and they're characterizing the kinetics, thermodynamics and uh, transport properties of carbon dioxide. So again, like a very basic research project that's super needed um, and they're gonna get, you know, they're getting $800,000 to, um, to, to try and make this new ambient capture system. Cool, that's for a million dollars total, 800,000 of which is from the DOE. And it uh, looks like the very, the very last one, yeah, is the University of Kentucky Research Foundation, an enhanced depolarized electromembrane system. Yeah, this one is working to pull uh, carbon dioxide from the air and then concentrate it, um, you know, using a solvent that they can, uh, they can use and, and renew. Um, and yeah, nothing, nothing here that super stands out like some of the, some of the last ones, but clearly in their application, they've, you know, they've presented something that was uh, uh, deemed worth, uh, in this case, $700,000 of, of grant funding. Um, I mean, that's the other thing to, you know, kind of closing this out is like when I think about uh, university research budgets compared to say startups or, or things like that, um, I mean, you know, a, a university lab, you get $700,000, let's say you get a million dollars, 20% of it goes to the university for all the overhead stuff. Um, then you need, you know, to run the lab, you need to do all this other stuff. So, so a million dollar grant for, you know, a, a PI uh, um, isn't, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's part of their, that's part of their job, that's part of the trade. Um, so I think that this is, you know, this is in line with what's needed for, uh, for, developing and characterizing and studying uh, these, these technology options. Um, that's at the million dollar level. There were certainly a bunch of uh, two and a half million dollar uh, projects. Those were more like global thermostat that came up at the beginning um, and, and Electricore. Those are more like, um, you know, systems design, uh, building out a, a, pilot, uh, a pilot process. Um, whereas more of the million dollar uh, grants seem to be really, you know, scientific research um, characterization of, um, of a molecule or, or a chemistry. Um, so yeah, it's great to see. I mean, again, each one of these things, uh, if it works, could be the, the foundation for the next great direct air capture company or companies. I think so. And congratulations to the winners of these grants. It's a big deal. And uh, if we haven't met, I hope we do at some point. I'm happy there's so much brain power um, that we don't know personally. Uh, it's really exciting to see. I know you feel the same way. Yeah, totally. If anybody wants to go through and like plug these into the air miners index, um, that would be cool. Otherwise I'll probably do it one evening. Uh, there's just so much here of these 18 companies. I would guess, gosh, 15 of them I hadn't heard of before. So there's just so much new stuff going on. Yeah, really, really fast. I imagine many of them were just 
in stealth or they're just plugged into sort of this yeah university research or private research system which i imagine they're uh, uh a conservative and probably not a loose-lipped uh, set of organizations here actually i have no idea that's just speculation i, I have no <laughs> idea how, how those things science works at universities this is not a strength of mine so so maybe that's the case maybe not i don't know what do you think Oh, I mean, I think universities are, are pretty good at being transparent and having having discussions. And, you know, each of these things reads as if, uh, you know, a graduate student or a, uh, maybe a PI said, oh, yeah, I had this idea or had this this uh, uh, this concept. Maybe it's related to something else going on in their lab that they're applying beyond carbon dioxide or um, some other topic. Um, I mean, you know, when, when you when you peel back the covers on a lot of these projects, my my guess is, or at least what I've seen before is, these aren't coming from carbon capture research labs or, you know, people that are really tuned into just carbon capture stuff. These are coming from, from labs that are, um, you know, developing technologies, uh, sorbents, materials for a wide range of uses. These are the, these are the world's materials uh, experts. And they're, because of this funding, they're able to bring that expertise uh, to director capture, which is why, you know, again, it's, it's a, it's a major, uh, uh, it's got major potential for uh, for director capture. Is these labs otherwise would be just they'd be working on other materials, they'd be working on other uh, you know other concepts, um, but they've been able to to kind of turn their focus towards uh, director capture in this case. Hmm. Cool. Thanks for that summation there, Tito, and giving us some analysis to take home with us. Anything else we should say, or I think that's a pretty good place to to leave it. Yeah, uh, let's see when the DOE announces their uh, their next uh, call for call for projects like this. Looking forward to whenever that happens. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for being here, Tito. Your uh, various affiliations and social media accounts are posted in the show notes. Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out again. Yeah, great hanging with you. I'm also glad we didn't have multiple people because otherwise this would have taken uh, many times as long, I think. Yeah. It worked. It worked great. It worked. The Tito exclusive model. Yeah. It works, listeners. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, tell your friends. And thanks so much for listening.